You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Apple Pay, new iPads, and long trips. All of that and a whole lot more right here on TechFan Podcast number 184. And it is tech fan number 184. I'm Tim Robertson and David Cohen and Owen Rubin are here. Hey, guys. Hello. So I, I really enjoyed listening to you guys uh, last week. That was fun. Oh, thank you. It, we, it, we did our best. It, it, it was weird, though. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are talking about well, because I, I was talking to my radio. You guys yeah. kept talking about stuff <laughs> that I wanted to say. Um, and comment I have on. done that with you guys. <laughs> I'll yell back at you. You know, you know, no, no, you don't hear me. Right. No, that's back. that's not right. <laughs> so uh, last week, of course, I wasn't here because um, it was work related. I was in both Denver and uh, the Boston area. I had uh, I had to represent uh, OWC at uh, two different events, and uh, it was a good time. It was really fun, cool. but. I found out Denver, by the way, is beautiful. I it mean, it's it's Colorado's just gorgeous, and I never want to go there again. <laughs> so good, you don't want to go there again. Uh, I got altitude sickness after the first day. I was really? I was fine for the first twenty four hours, and then uh, boom, it hit me almost exactly twenty four hours after I landed. Uh, technically twenty three hours. Ah! What's the matter? I, you guys disappeared for a second. All right, uh, sorry. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I got altitude sickness, and uh, I, I thought I was coming down with something, to be honest. But, uh, no, it was altitude, and then uh, I, I started getting over that, and it it weakened my immune system, so I got a cold immediately thereafter. So that was oh. fun. And then I went from – so I flew out on Sunday, was in Denver until Thursday morning, at which time I flew to Boston, landed in Boston on Thursday – around 4, 4.30. It was already getting dark. I've never been there. It was raining. It was super windy. And I had to rent a car and drive for two hours. Oh, <laughs> oh I've had to drive in Denver when it was snowing. No, it's, no, no. This, is, mean, this was Boston that I had to drive. Oh, Boston. Okay. I had to do that in Denver. It was not fun. Because so, I don't know how to drive in the snow. I'm from California. Right. Well, there, it's definitely <laughs> in a, a, an acquired uh, talent skill yeah yeah i unfortunately i have that skill in spades <laughs> yeah you live in the snow belt yeah. dude i'm telling you right now as we record this it's halloween and as seems to be usual uh, it's nasty weather today i don't know why we have that too the, what the, is that we've had beautiful weather out here the 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 norse today, gods it's that, rain and be cold. the norse gods that rule the earth owen has decreed that Halloween and children <laughs> must not enjoy themselves on this day. So, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. But, but my wife was talking to, uh, or was following someone on Facebook, and she had to f go to uh, Chicago today. Usually she doesn't have to on today. And it was literally snowing in Chicago, and there's a winter storm advisory 
uh, halfway between here and Chicago. So I, I hope that holds off and doesn't hit us because it's we've had snow before on Halloween. It's not fun for the kids. It's just not fun. Who do we lose? We lost David. You still there, the Owen? No. Everybody fell off. So I'm recording a podcast by myself. Hello, spinning dots. Oh, there you are. No, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. We lost David, though. I, but but David's got the little spinning dots. Yeah. I'm trying to bring him back into the conversation. Between you and uh, oh, David today, I don't know. I don't know. What's... Yeah, and, and it's breaking up a little bit for me, too. And I'm actually on my Mac today. so. You're on. Well, it sounds good, David. though. So David's not yeah, here. So I'll, I'll snow, continue to bring. I'll, I'll continue to br- try to bring David back in, but let's uh, move on. Um, let, me, let me turn. Off, wait, I'm going to turn off these other speakers. <laughs> I'm Skype rings. It rings on that other machine. Does it really? <laughs> it, this is where I don't know if other people have this. So I have like two tablets and a phone and my computer and my desktop computer. And when Skype rings, it rings on them all. And and. It's the strangest thing because when you answer, the other ones don't stop ringing right away. <laughs> well, have you upgraded to uh, Yosemite and uh, iOS 8 yet? Uh, I have iOS 8 on, uh, on two devices, on my iPad, which I'm very sorry I did, and on my uh, 5S, which works wonderfully. Yeah. And I have not updated uh, this. Oh, God, you, people are going to kill me when I say this, but I have not updated my Mac yet because I'm late backing it up this week. What about you, David? Have you uh, you've upgraded everything? I have, yeah. Have you had a phone call? Uh, in fact, I did. I had one the other day. I was I was off for a couple of days this week, and my phone was upstairs on the nightstand, and I was sat downstairs with my iPad, and the phone called, and uh, I took the call on my iPad, and it worked very well. It's pretty I cool, isn't take, it? I love that. Yeah, it is. I haven't I haven't taken a I've call on my too. Mac yet. I have on my Mac as well. Um, here's, so you can take it on the Mac as well. That's awesome. Yep, a, a little uh, notification pops up and it says who it's. It says who's calling. You could answer it or not. It's really cool and it uses you know the, the built-in uh, microphone and speakers to complete the call. But here's the here's the problem. Uh, when after I first updated it, I had my iPad, my iPhone, and my Mac all sitting on my desk, and I was <laughs> uh, I don't know twelve feet away, yeah. and I heard the phone ring. Now, I do like that it rings the phone first, and if you don't answer right away, then it will start ringing on the other devices, right? Ah, okay. Well, I didn't move quickly to the phone to answer it. And then I think by the third phone <laughs> ring or so, my Mac is ringing, my iPad is ringing, my iPhone is ringing. It was making a clatter <laughs> like you would not believe. That's I mean, what Skype and each be. one of them has a different ringtone. <laughs> yeah, it, I've had that. Oh my gosh, that was terrible. I'm rushing like ah. <laughs> and the prob the the only problem with that really is that oh you could kind of cope with that, but when you answer one of those devices, the others keep ringing for a few. They do. For a second absolutely. Or two. Oh, they that, do. Oh, that's course, what I just said about Skype. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you're trying to take the call, and you still got this cacophony going on yes. in the background. That was the other, crazy. The, yeah. The other thing I've noticed is um, I, I, this is not this is not specific to the upgrades in in iOS eight and Yosemite, but um, if you use a third party chat application like WhatsApp, um, I've noticed that uh, we can be in the bedroom at night and we'll have the we normally have our phones charging there and, and we'll have iPads there as well. We get a WhatsApp message and they all go at once and it's like <laughs> a, it's like it's 
like a fire alarm going on. Yeah. Because they all start ding, 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 ding. It's crazy. Do you use uh, Do Not Disturb on your phone? I, I do on my I do on my iPad because I take it up to bed at night. Yeah, I do so too. But the thing is, my, yeah, it sits on my nightstand and it ends at eight a.m. and it. And it seems like now they stack up and hold the messages for you. Yes, they do. Because at 8 a.m., and I also have the little LED flash on the on the back, because a lot of times my phone is face down and I forget that the volume is off, so it flashes the LED. And it startles me every morning when it gets about nine queued up messages and the light is flashing and the thing is ringing. It's uh, it's quite a wake-up call. That, that do well, not disturb is nice. I've got my iPad set from uh, 10, 10 p.m. to, I think, 6 a.m., it will not but, bother me. Well, what you really yeah, need like that. now, what you really need now with the iOS eight and Yosemite is a proximity do not disturb. So, if these devices are close enough together, then one of them goes to do not disturb mode, so that you don't get all of those. That's uh, a great it, idea. All yeah. those alarms going at once. It That's shouldn't a be a very idea. difficult thing now with uh, Yosemite and iOS eight. I mean, that should be. That would I, I would think that's just a a small little I thing get, that they could. I think, you'd have, yeah, if you could do use iBeacon or something yeah. to, to try and enable that. I know, that's a fantastic... Uh-oh, did we lose fantastic your Fantastic idea. Oh, there he is. Okay, so we're talking about iOS 8. Can I, am I here? Am I dropping off again? No, you're okay. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Okay. I, I want, while we're talking about I say I want to I complain about Apple Pay and not Apple Pay itself, but the bonehead companies that have decided to not use it. So we have like probably i don't know about david i'd like to hear what's going on in your country on this but uh, there's a consortium of companies that belong to something called current c c-u-r-r-e-n-t big letter c um mm-hmm. which is a competing mobile pay system that isn't even out yet and doesn't use credit cards and it doesn't use credit it's cards more like gift you have cards to, yeah well it's an app it's an app you put on your phone in, in the States, you have to hook your social security number and your bank account to it, which drive <laughs> yeah. me crazy. Why they need your social security number, I do not know. Well, why would you want to give any retailer direct access to your bank account without your exactly specific authorization? I mean, just from a first principle point of view, the whole thing seems to be boneheaded. I don't but know. People use debit cards exactly. all the time, and that's a direct access. It's to a debit account. card. Exactly. So, But leave that aside for a second. Uh, we can get back to that. I have no problem if somebody wants to say, hey, I've got a, another way to pay, and these guys want to help create it. But the MCX group, the, whatever that stands for, I can't remember, the group that's doing that, which is Walgreens and a bunch of other companies, have told the members that if they are going to be part of that consortium and take that card, they may not accept any other mobile pay system. That includes Apple Pay and Google Wallet. So Rite Aid and CVS, two uh, drugstore chains in the United big. States, big drugstore chains. I mean, they're everywhere mm-hmm. in the states. They, are they, are they bigger care? than? Are they bigger than Walgreens? Uh, uh, together, yes. Walgreens. Together, so, yes. Yeah. But but here's the thing: if if a Walgreens goes up, one of those two will go up within a three block radius every time. Yeah, they 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 build next to each other. Yep. It's, we have right in the little area right near me. They're right across the street from each other. Yeah, that's everywhere. And they did take Apple Pay. They did take Apple Pay. They updated all their terminals and credit cards to have the near field thing. They were like already. They took it for about four days. And then they joined this consortium and they turned off Apple Pay. 
they well, they turned that. off yeah. near field yeah. communications when it comes near field, to electronic. Yeah, they turned off. Yeah, yeah, right. No Google Wallet, no Apple Pay. You can't use your touch cards now. Now, this wasn't and a move against Apple Pay per se or even Google. This is them trying to um, push back and pull back a little bit from the credit card companies and their despicable business practices. So I can see why that. they would do that. But here, here, what comes down to me, Owen, is as a consumer, we're stuck in the middle. We all know credit cards are inherently bad. That prices are higher because of credit cards. Because they take a part of the money that the stores get when you use a credit card. Right. Typically what? 2 to 3%. Yeah, typically. 2 to 3%. But that adds up very, very quickly when everyone is using credit cards. Thus, stores have to raise their prices. Dealing with credit card companies from a store's perspective is a huge pain. Um, for instance, let's say you get a call on that says, hey, uh, we got a message saying that you used your Amex card in uh, Baltimore. And you're like, I'm not in Baltimore. And they go, yeah, we didn't think so. So don't worry about it. We're going to reverse charges. You, you don't have to pay right. for it. As a consumer, you're like, that's great. Here's the thing. But the store Amex gets doesn't, screwed. You're right. Yeah. Amex doesn't get, they don't pay it. So the person that gets, char gets screwed is the store. So here's the store. Look, they're, I, they're already giving 2 I to 3% to this company, and they get screwed all the time. So, so I get all that, and I agree with you 100%. The credit cards inherently have problems. But I don't care about mobile pay. There's, people are still going to use credit cards. 60-plus mm -hmm. percent of the country uses credit cards and carries a balance. It may even be higher than that now. Yep. Okay? So they want so, so currency is a debit card. You have to give them access to your checking account and all that. I want I want access to say, first of all, with a credit card, if I get a fraudulent, as a consumer, if I get a fraudulent charge, they protect me. With a debit card, I had my debit card cracked once. It got attacked. And they drained my bank account. And it took like eight weeks to get my cash back. That's better now, though. Okay? That's not as bad as it used to be. It, they they really... Still. Most banks have... Yeah, have still, it's gone. And, well, and yeah, here's the they, kicker. But, I was bouncing checks, right? Because yeah. I was writing checks. And my credit his, card... My, my bank account got emptied, and I bounced like eight checks. So that became here's, a problem here's, as well. Here's the problem. Here's the problem, though, with giving a third-party group, a merchant group, access to your bank account in those circumstances. If your bank, if your debit card gets cracked, and your account gets drained, the bank is liable for that. Ultimately, it's a breach of their security, and you get yeah, it might take time, but you will get your money back. If MCX is cracked, and your bank account gets compromised and it's straight tra who does responsibility lie with it's going to lie with exactly. mcx but you know what that's that's the sort of group that's absolutely going to fight tooth and nail saying no it's not our problem no it's not our problem they are not going to immediately turn around like the banking industry does and say yeah we realize there was a fraud here here's your money back that's that's the that's one of the real issues here is that these people exactly this system is completely utterly in their interests it does nothing for the consumer. It's more inconvenient for the consumer. It introduces more risk to the consumer. And they are doing that in full knowledge of those things without thinking about whether that's a good idea or not. They're dressing up in all, in all of this rubbish when actually yep. what it is is about sticking to the credit card companies. And this business about it's the 2-3% the, 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 the charges yeah, is bogus because – you go into a store now and don't pay with a credit card, 
Yeah. Do you get that 2% back? Do you hell? You pay no. the same as everybody no. else. No. And what price. they will do, if they transit, if they were supposed by some myth, this system took off, they would transition everyone to it and the prices would still remain two to 3% higher. They would just pocket that difference. And then they would turn around and say, oh, well, that's what it costs us to run this system. So, you know, this whole business about well, reducing here's, here's, costs David. is bogus. On top of that, with Apple Pay, the, what gets sent to the merchant is not your credit card. And with all these break-ins to merchants now, you know, you seem to read about one a month now. Oh, they got 85,000 credit card numbers got stolen. They can steal the token that, that Apple Pay sends. It's useless. Okay, yeah. it gives them nothing. It can't be used for charge without the quote pin, and I, the pin is your thumb print. Okay, so it's also safer for the consumer because what you give to the merchant does not is not usable by anyone else. Yeah. So now, that now, alone is a consumer yeah. protection. Now let let me give you the European perspective because our our credit Please. card landscape here is very very different than the U.S. Right, and and we've been always been mystified for years. You go to the U.S. and people are si still signing for things. Nobody ever looks at your card, um, and the fact that you've got electronics right. in such a way that you swipe a card and then sign on a digital pad to me is farcical. Now we moved to chip and pin probably around eight <laughs> nine years ago, um, and the whole country did. That in, was brilliant, the, so by the way. In, in the U.K., we did it in one go. Um, it was fairly smooth. It was fairly painless. And from what I understand, while it's not perfect, chip and pin gives you much better security. Um, you basically you present if, you, if you're in a restaurant, they have a they have a, a wireless reader that they present to you. You put your card in, you put your pin in um, and the transaction goes through. You get your receipt. If you're in a store, they normally have terminals by the uh, by the, the register and you put your card in there. And, and in the last three, four years, we start to have NFC cards as well, though. for low, So for low pay transactions, you just basically touch your card. And if it's less than 20 pounds, then they, they take it straight through. You don't even need to do the pin. The problem is, is that I, I've been reading about how the U.S. is supposedly going to roll out chip and pin. Oh, and it guess what? You are signature. going to roll out chip and pin. It's going to be chip yeah. and nothing. Yeah. Because as far as, as far as your guys are concerned, they're thinking, well, the chip is security enough. The pin is just an optional extra. And, of course, what's going to happen is because they, they know that their consumers are lazy and are not interested in remembering pins and that sort of thing. They're going to go turn around and say, okay, yeah, you don't need to do the pin. Um, mm -hmm. You just just basically put your card in, and and effectively you're not moving yourself forward, and that's another reason why um, people are resisting Apple Pay because it's secure, it doesn't give them the information they want, um, and uh, they don't want to see control to Apple or to the credit card companies, uh, and and that's fine. There are competitive reasons for doing that, but I think some of the retailers in the US have got to wake up and smell the coffee that the price of these credit card transactions is the cost of doing business. It's just the same way as bitching when you when you buy or sell stuff on eBay and you've got to go through PayPal. It's just like, well, you know what? You, yes, there's a charge associated with that, but PayPal's there. It's protecting you and it's protecting the buyer, protecting the sellers, and it's making sure that these transactions are not as risky as they have to be. And I think paying 2% or something like that in order to get that level of protection is something that's worth doing. Now, the other yeah, thing I agree that with you 100%. The, the other thing that the retailers are not liking and the reason that they want to go to this other system is that they get all your information so they can track you. Yes, that's they can track the you, what you're buying, what they they can put you in demographic groups so they can target marketing directly at you. And what they don't like about the Apple system is the way the system is designed, they don't know what you just bought. They don't know how much it costs. 
They don't know anything about you. They just know they receive payment for goods. That's basically what they get. Now, that should be all they're concerned about, but it's not. The marketing departments and the advertising companies are pulling their hair out over this new thing because they're going to lose all their information on you, the consumer. And they don't want that. That's the last thing they want. So well, you, know you know how they deal with them? that? They, yeah, they the deal way, with, it, the with way, club cards. Yeah, the way, yeah, exactly. The way they deal with it is the way that, that certainly all the retailers here in the UK have done. They're doing Tesco, that here. Uh, Tesco, which, which yeah. is a big supermarket chain, was the pioneer in this. And they, they pioneered the idea of using the, what they call a club card. But effectively, it's, it's, a, it's a store card. And you get discounts, you get you accrue points uh, by basically presenting that every time you pay. And that's the way to deal with this problem. If you want to collect demographics on your consumers, oh. you give them an incentive to doing it by giving them a card that, that basically says every time you make a transaction, you also register the card so we can tie it down to you. And then you incentivize yeah. the user by doing that by by giving them a little bit of a kickback that's the way we're doing the problem with this bogus mcx thing is that they will get all that stuff and they don't have to give you a kickback they don't have to give you points or anything like that they basically just track you and that's that's great so they they pocket their two percent from the credit card companies and they collect your data it's it's a recipe for a massive disaster and they also allow cbs here does that by the way cbs has a club card where they send you you know, you get coupons and that you earn points and they give you discounts and a special. So that's and fine. Stuff. So they, they already do that. They right. But what this does on marketing that rather than building these new bogus systems. Well, but the new system is also going to allow anybody that's a membership of this consortium is to share information. Yeah. And you can't do oh, that. Yeah. With they, can do that any, they can do that anyway, Tim. They can say, OK, we'll be part of the consortium and we'll hook our our club cards together. They can already do that. Mm hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, there's a system system here in the UK called Nectar. That's uh, basically it started with another one, the supermarkets, but now it has loads and loads of retailers. eBay's on it. So anytime I uh, you had emails do, too, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anytime I do a transaction on eBay, I collect Nectar points, which is the same points I collect in the Sainsbury's supermarket and hundreds of other right. retailers. And obviously, all that stuff is individually tracked. Well, this is the point. These problems have already been solved in a way that's exactly. been tested with consumers, and it works. So the point is to try and reinvent this wheel. You've got to ask why they're doing that. And the reason they're, they're doing that is because basically they want all the all the um, benefits for themselves. And, you know, they want to give the consumers a metaphorical kick in the teeth at the same time while dressing it up as doing them a favor. So what do you think well, the, so the long term? I'm not the only one upset about this. So, so <laughs> Owen, let's start with you then here. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think that these retailers are going to cave? This consortium is going to cave in, and they're going to accept Apple Pay and Google Pay? Or do you think they're going to stick to their guns that this technology that Google and Apple has uh, come up with is going to die on the vine? Because if let's be honest, if you can't use it at these consortium companies, which represent the biggest retailers in the United States, other than one that's local here, Meyer, because they pushed back, which you were bringing up earlier before we started calling. Yeah, Meyer is part of Meyer's part of the consortium, and they've told the consortium MCX that they're going to accept it anyway. Yep. And and basically, if they don't like it, I guess they can get kicked out of the consortium. Mm-hmm. The consortium has always claims, been a really good company. Although they're now denying it. My, Myers has they're been a great denying. company. Yeah, they're denying that they ever said this, and but there's proof no, out they're there. They're denying that they ever said that. They're, Am I having a problem? I think I'm de- really badly delayed. Um, 
I don't know. Sounds like a personal problem. I mean, I keep talking over you guys, and I'm sorry because I think I'm delayed here. Uh, yeah, Meyer said that they. That, I mean, MCX originally, according to some anonymous merchants, said that they would get fined if they took other forms. Right. And Meyer said, "Too bad. Go ahead and find me." You know. Yeah. Meyer's um, is like a, a good company. They've been around for a long time. When I was a kid, in the '70s. And it was getting close to, let's say, Christmas time. Meyer was the one place that I wanted to go as much as possible and go down the toy lanes because they had everything. <laughs> I loved Meyer's. We we shop at Meyer all the time. It's a fantastic chain. It really is, and they're very consumer yeah, so, focused. So I appreciate that they said we're going to take Apple Pay anyway because see, to me, I don't care if they take all the things. I just it bugs me that that they that these guys are saying, "Well, if we t- yeah, we lost him, David." Yeah, but I think I think he was saying that um, this kind of exclusion principle is really the, not, the annoying part of this. And now he's popping back in sporadically. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. We're going to uh, let's do an ad from another show on the network. We'll restart Skype and uh, get these problems taken care of. We'll be right back. Are you into video games? Well, check out one of the many club podcasts here on the Stoplight Network. There's Club Nintendo, Club PlayStation, Club Xbox, and Club Steam. Whether you love Mario, love Halo, love Crash Bandicoot, or just love some good old-fashioned PC gaming, make sure to check out one of the many club podcasts here on the Stoplight Network. These shows are weekly shows where we'll catch up on what we're playing, what uh, news stories are on that platform this week, and much, much more, all revolving around the wonderful world of video games. So check out Club Nintendo, Club PlayStation, Club Xbox, and Club Steam right here on the Stoplight Network. And we are back here on Tech Fan Podcast 184. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, it's real easy to get a hold of us. I am Tim at Tech Fan Podcast. David? I am David at techfanpodcast.com. And Owen. I don't know. You're am Owen. I, am, I can't remember if I'm Owen or O. Ruben. I no, you're, you're Owen. Okay, Owen. Yeah. At, at some podcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> so we'd love to hear feedback from you guys, what you think of the show. Now, a, a couple weeks ago, we were approached by a, a listener. He's listening right now, and he's like, are they going to play my review? Uh, from Tim Clark, and uh, he wanted to do a a review on the new fire TV from Amazon, which I'm very curious about. I, I, I haven't listened to his review yet. And no. do you have one? Yeah, I've got it from him. Here's the problem. And this is directly to you, Tim. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to myself. Uh, <laughs> he sent me uh, a, a Dropbox link, which I promptly added it to my Dropbox. And then I didn't look at it because I've been swamped. And uh, David mentioned it. And I said, yeah, I'm going to drop that into the show. And then I finally unzipped it and looked at it. Dude, Tim, you sent me 13 separate AIF files and a whole bunch of pictures. How am I going to use this, man? <laughs> Tim, record in in GarageBand, record what you're going to say in one go, if possible. And if you can't, split it up and you know edit it. And then send me just that AIF file. That's all I need. As far as pictures, this isn't an enhanced podcast, dude. Uh, <laughs> you know, I love enhanced podcasts. They're really cool. But I've... Yeah. I've chosen to stick with MP3 format. And because of that, 
the only graphics that you see is the cover art. It doesn't switch pictures. And so the reason podcasts and graphic can send graphics. Yeah, with an enhanced under- podcast, if you're actually watching it on your phone or your computer or something, uh, whoever's authoring it, they can have different pictures show up on screen as they're talking. It's really cool. Oh, very cool. It is, and you can have live it's links. Cool, but, and, but the problem is the with problem, them, they're, yeah, they're not, much it's not larger. Terribly useful. Not anymore because not here's. Terribly- it is if you're a video podcast or you know that the demographic that's enjoying it is watching it primarily. Uh, with uh, a computer or an iPad. But the people listening to this show, for the most part, from the feedback that I've gotten, and I think you could probably attest to this too, David, is they're l- usually listening to it in their car or when they're out exercising. And right. it's, that's so not, not going to look at it anyway. Th- no, they're not going to look at it. And so enhanced podcasts, eh, I-, I get it. I think it's cool. It just doesn't work for what we're doing. But I really want to play this uh, this. I haven't listened to it yet, so I don't know if during the review he's referring to the pictures, as you can see on the screen right now. <laughs> uh, so, Tim, that's why... How, th- how long is it? Uh, I don't know. It's it's in 13 it's, pieces. It's on, he, he says it's only about 23 minutes, so it's not it's not hugely long for a, for an in-depth review. I think it's just a case of... Uh, there's a bit of a learning curve here that... that uh, and miscommunication that on my through, part. That's fine. On my part. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't explain to Tim well enough uh, the format and... and that's that's on me. That's not on him. It's Tim's fault, not Tim's. And, and I do, I do, I do, <laughs> it's I do fault, sympathize. Yes. I know. Yeah, I I was just saying to to you, Tim, in the break that last week when I had to edit the show um, because you weren't around, I, I I got really stressed over that because I haven't done it for so long. Right. And it was Everybody like was saying it was that. kind of even though even though I've done it before, it's it's like uh, it's oh how do I do this and. Um, and what's the best way of doing it? And of course, since I last did it, GarageBand has changed as well. <laughs> so a lot of the, the things, the, a lot of the ways I used to do it don't work anymore because GarageBand's completely different. Um, oh, and so I have so, something to look forward you know, to. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, trust me, it's, it's a doozy. It's like, it's like, where's all this stuff gone that it used to Well, do? I asked everybody, I said, so, you know, you uh, forgot to do an intro last week. Uh, and yeah, I said that was a deliberate design choice. <laughs> and that's when he's like, I haven't edited a show I, in forever. I deliberately, I think I did deliberately do an chose intro, to forget we, to do that. No, you did the oh, intro a couple weeks ago with uh, when it was just you and I, I think, on. No, but I think I did it for David, but we did it, then we restarted, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So. yeah. But um, So that's why it's not playing right now, Tim. Uh, I, I don't know what to do with a 13 piece AIF file ex- except spend an hour <laughs> editing it together. And I just, I don't have an hour to edit this together. Um, so get a hold of me via email. We'll figure this thing out. I really want to, uh, and, and I do want to open it up to anybody listening. If you want to contribute something, send us a, an audio file and we'll drop it right in the show. And the easiest way to do it, to be quite honest, number one, you, you got to have a, a halfway decent mic. And as much as I love Macs, the microphone that's built into the Mac, eh, kind of sucks. Uh, same thing with the phone. Sadly, it's true. Yeah. But now if you just want to send feedback, you know, a 30, 60 second voice message, if you will, it's fine for that. We can work with that. But if it's going to be an extended thing, like say you've got a product and you'd really like to do a review and, and send it into the show and have us play it, you got to have a halfway decent mic. You just have to, because nobody's going to want to sit there and listen to a, a 20 minute review with bad audio it's just not you need to have a time yeah. limit you need to have a time limit on your reviews though because 23 minutes is a long review it is a long review i mean i've got the new ipad which i'm going to talk about for a minute and i figure that's maybe five ten minutes tops 
But well, I have to talk about one more thing that's Well, let me finish this up real quick. Let me finish this up. Uh, if you yep. want to get a hold of us and you want to send an audio, the very easiest way to do it is to go to your iPhone. And I'm sure there's a way to do this on Android, but I, I don't care. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, well, you know. You can do it on your Android phone. You can go into your Android phone. You go to Amazon and order an iPhone. Yes, that's like it. <laughs> uh, go into on your iPhone or your iPad. Go into Voice Memos. It's that one app that Apple installs on every iPhone that you can't delete and that you've never found a, a reason to use before. Uh, launch Voice Message. And it will come up. It's a voice recorder. And it's a big red button. You hit that. You start talking. And then you can literally, from the app, email that to me. Just send it to tim at techfanpodcast.com, and I will get that audio. That's the easiest way of doing it. So and then you just throw them away, right? Cause <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm I, I, kidding. I'm not, I'm not playing that one on the show. This guy's crazy. <laughs> um <laughs> But that's the easiest way of doing it. Now, you could go through the whole GarageBand production, and your audio quality would be really good. You could edit the audio that way. And there's third-party apps that you can use for iOS to make even better recordings. But the down and dirty, boom, 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 there's my audio I'm sending into TechFan, that's the that's the ideal way of doing it. It really is. It, and it, going, it really back, works. Yeah, going back to what you are saying before, Tim, if, if you do want to record something, you, you, and when we say get a decent microphone, you, we don't, we're not talking about spending hundreds of dollars. No, no, no. Um, you know, twenty twenty dollars on a on a fairly decent Microsoft or Plantronics or uh, Logitech headset with a boom mic on the side will be just fine. That's what I'm talking to you on now. Um, oh, that and, explains uh, a lot. Your sounds pretty good. Haha. Um, that that. Uh, now I do good. have. Good enough. I yeah. do have a professional microphone, a professionalish microphone. But I've been using, and I spent between this and the mobile pre USB that I use for routing all the audio back into my Mac. Um, you know, I spent probably a couple hundred bucks, but I spent that couple hundred bucks in like 2007, <laughs> 2006, and I've never updated it because they just keep working. I, I, I've literally spent no money on any recording gear for the podcast in eight years. And that's not because yeah. people are giving you stuff. No, no, no. It's no, it's because what I have right now works and I listen so to I other podcasts. Blue, I use a blue B-O-U-E company, Snowball, which is now $49. I think you can get them for. Yeah, and, and it sounds they, good. And yeah. it sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's and it's just a USB mic. You just plug it in, it seems to work. So. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, you, Owen, you said you wanted to talk about something, and as you do that, I have one to step away thing. from the mic real quick. So continue, okay. please. So one other thing, I, we were talking about the Apple Pay and the thing about tracking with the competitive, yeah. and I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it turns out, and I don't know, David, what's going on in your country, but here it turns out that AT&T and Verizon are now inserting tracking IDs into your web traffic. It's a unique, oh, nice. yeah, it's a unique web ID sent if you're on a mobile mobile network. It seems to not happen with um, seems to not happen with 3G, but 4G and LTE networks. They are putting in this little secret code, and it is sent to anybody who gets your traffic. And people are up in arms about this because basically it says Verizon's already using this ID to track users. AT&T claims they're just testing it, but I went to this website they have where you can check, you know, to see if you're if you're tracking, being tracked, uh, and I will give you, I will send the URL so Tim can post it. I'll you put click it on notes. it. Yeah, you click on it from a mobile network. Send it now it so you remember says, by the way. Yeah, it either says you're not being tracked or 
it shows you this cookie that they're sending. And it doesn't matter if you switch to an app or whatever it is. No matter what you're doing, if it goes over the wireless network, it gets this cookie. So if you're on a website, they get that cookie. And then you switch to an app that goes to the same place. They know you've done that, and they can track you with it. And you, know, you can't us out. Here's the thing. People are all up in arms about these sorts of things all the time. I read about it online, and yet I see everyone on Facebook checking in to every place they visit, including me. I know. <laughs> it is kind of ironic. It's like, well, you're <laughs> providing the information anyways because you, you just checked into Logan Airport in Boston. I know where you're at. Oh, look, here's, you just checked the, into that, this hotel. If I was a stalker, I know where you're at. Yeah, people, yeah, people do that consciously. I think I think the the problem here is even though we've all signed up to terms and conditions that allow these companies to do these things without notifying us, we do kind of feel it's a betrayal of trust when they do it without notifying us. Yeah, but here's the thing. Um, What's it ever and, turned into? Give me one example where it was a catastrophic whatever because they were tracking this. Give me one example. Well, look, the, pro- the, problem is, the problem with that approach, Tim, Thank is you, that, you that can't. just ignores... No, that just ignores the law of unintended consequences. Who so, knows? So give me an a, a, a unintended consequence oh, about yeah, them the tracking prob- where the I'm going. The problem is I can't. Exactly. Because I think a lot... Uh, hang on. Let me explain why I can't. No. The reason I can't <laughs> is because I think a lot of the times that data gets used, it gets used for stuff where where it gets brought out in secret courts where you don't get to see it in the public domain. Uh, for national security reasons, it's kept behind closed doors. So we never know what it's being used for. We never know. And they, the, the point is, well, they turn this stuff on, they don't tell anybody, and so you don't know why they've turned it on. What are they doing with the data? They're not operating that stuff for the good of their health. They don't put infrastructure in just because it's a cool thing to do. They must have a plan for that data. And because they're not explaining to us that they're turning it on, we don't know what the plan for that data is either. And that's the problem. Is, is I can't tell you what they're using that data for because they don't tell anybody. So they're, whether they're using it to optimize their network or whether they're selling it onto third parties or whether they're giving it to the NSA or the FBI, who the hell knows? Because they don't tell you. So I, that's why I can't give you a reason. What I can say is it makes me feel slightly creepy. Yeah. I feel I, I'm slightly with you creeped out. I, I, I get it. And I'll give you an okay. example where it bugs me, Tim. You want an example? So... Uh, and, and I laugh about this. So I went on one computer of mine, and mm-hmm. I went to Jockey and bought underwear. Okay? And then uh, later I was on my phone, and I was doing something, and I got a Google ad for Jockey. And I thought, well, that's kind of unusual. And then I've noticed Google ads for Jockey are showing up everywhere. Okay? I didn't opt in. I was using – I mean, I don't remember – saying you can have this or not but now google knows i bought jockey and it's showing up on all my ads and i bought a um i bought a toy off of uh, a website the other day and now i'm getting ads for that toy they're tracking me and sending these ads and i don't like that i i if, if i want to opt into that and say okay you can track me and send me stuff that i want to have if i opt in send it away i think but you guys I'm are not right opting in i think you guys are right and it's a conspiracy and we need someone to do something about it I'm calling the A-team. <laughs> Are you being tracked online? Is your carriers illegally following your movements? If you're having problems, we have the solution. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> I was waiting for this part, man. 
David, do you get the feeling that Tim's not taking this seriously? <laughs> well, you know what? One day he will. The, the, my attitude to this is if it's completely innocent and we have nothing to worry about, then they should be very easily be able to give us a statement that says, this is why we're doing this, this is what we're going to use the data for, and this is what we will not use the data for. And put that I agree out with there you. so everybody can decide. By keeping it secret and by installing it so nobody knows anything about it, it immediately puts the hackles up to make everyone think, you know what, whatever they're doing with this data, whatever they're doing this, people aren't going to like what they're doing it, and so they're keeping it secret. And that's where so they fail. What they should do is just... I'm sending you. No, I'm sending you this software engineer, uh, Dan. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Schmads, uh, an AT&T user, tried to opt out, and he said he had to go to four different pages, and then he found one page that's not even in AT&T's domain. It was a number IP mobile opt out, and I went to it, and it's an AT&T display. You say it says click here if you don't want us to do this, but you can't find it anywhere on AT&T's websites. He had to get it from a customer service agent. And it's honestly got it's 205.234.28.93. Who sends a URL like that from a company? Yeah. I, th- I right? think some yeah. of it's deceptive, but some of it we do need the carriers to track where we're at. And we discussed uh, 9 11 problems is that we've this had. This is different from that. This is very different from that. This is inserting it so that anything you do on your phone is trackable right. to you. And that's not good. Right. And that's not good. I don't want them to know that I went from a web page to Twitter, you know, and then to Facebook and then to whatever it was. And then I launched, you know, Google Maps. But that code is inserted in every single communication that goes out to those. And that so it's like it's sort of like a cookie. That's the best way to describe this. And they're sending it to everybody. I'm sending in the A team. I've had it. (laughs) He's not taking us seriously, David. All right. Enough of this. I, I, I think I'll, so. I'll give up. But it just bu- it bugged me, and I, I texted you the uh, link in Skype so you can put it up online. I'll put it, I'll put it in the uh, the show notes it's for Tech Pro Fan Public Podcast One Eighty Four. It will be uh, boy, that's a URL there, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You, or you can you can Google somebody's already using Verizon's IDs to track users. That's what I. That's how I found yeah. this thing through tracking IDs, and it's it's actually maybe, and there's a maybe we should call in. Maybe we should, instead of calling in the A team, we should call, just call in the VPN team because turn that on and this goes away. That's what I do. I, tur- I run my phone now with VPN turned on. And I wonder, how long it, I wonder how long it's going to be. Apple's just, Apple and Google have both massively upgraded the encryption level in the phones with these latest releases. I wonder how long it'll be before, uh, effectively, the phone comes with a VPN by default. And the first thing that happens when you initiate connection is it goes out through your provider's service. As yeah. a VPN. Yep. <laughs> was that Greatest American Hero? No, I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> but yeah, there's a button on that website, by the way, that you touch it. And I noticed when I was on 3G, it didn't it didn't work. When I was on VPN, it didn't work. Watching. Watching. <laughs> <laughs> so before, Everybody's before watching. Tim- yeah. <laughs> well, Tim collection of 80s hits. Shall we move on to something else? So I said this earlier in the show. I got I got the uh, new iPad. I got a, a 64 gigabyte iPad Air 2. Cool. I thought you told me a couple of weeks ago not to do that. Yeah, I told you not to do it. I didn't say anything about me. <laughs> I was just going to say, didn't you say that no, you don't need to do that? There was no reason for it. For him, Absolutely. <laughs> 
Because uh, <laughs> quite honestly, there's not much difference between the last generation iPad, iPad Mini and the new one. There really isn't. Yeah, it's oh, it's substantive. Did you buy iPad Mini or the Air? Is this a Mini or an Air? No, mine. An Air. It's an Air. It's yours a Mini an Air. Yeah, okay. it's and it's replacing the iPad Air three. Um, honestly, it is so freaking fast. I am just. That's why I want this one, is this is so fast. well, but you're talking about getting the the new mini, which you're not no, going to get this. I was talking about getting the air. I won't yeah. get the mini because the new the new mini no, is you the should, same as the old. Yeah, shit. you shouldn't get it. No, Tim, but did I'm, you I'm buy it or is it an eval? <laughs> What's that? Co- uh, what did, did you buy it or is it an eval? Uh, it's not an eval. Okay. <laughs> I am. I'm happy. <laughs> To look, oh, I, you know, an interesting way to answer that question. <laughs> it's it's uh, the difference in speed is is amazing. Now, I heard some people say that the display is a lot better too. Ah, eh, I haven't. It it looks about the same to me, except when there's bright light, I could still see this one, and I couldn't on the iPad three. So this, this anti glare stuff, yeah, anti glare screen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it it does work. But this is, I, I'm launching some apps and I'm doing some things in here. This is rivaling, not quite up there yet, but it's getting close to, to desktop speeds when wow, it yeah. comes to computing. It's it's really fast, guys. I mean, I'm really, I, really impressed. I, I, yeah. You know, you know how people have been saying for years, oh, they're worried that the Mac will go away and iOS will take over? Yeah. I do wonder if this is the start of that. Nah, I don't in, think it's going to happen. Well, I'm just want, no, I'm not saying not saying it's it's going to happen immediately, but I just wonder within the next five years whether in fact the computing you do on iOS on an iPad, particularly on iPad, I'm not talking about the phones, but particularly on on an iPad versus what you would do say on a MacBook Air is going to be pretty much on a par. Well, here's the there's well, I, a lot of I won't multitasking that, David, when things. When I start seeing a touch screen on a on a Mac, yeah, that's when you've got to start no, thinking. Well. I, I, I'm not. I'm not talking about running iOS on the Mac. I'm just talking about in terms of the capabilities. No, no, I think that's the, the next devices. step. I think that's the next step. So, so I, the iPads are moving towards the Mac, and then you're seeing some software in iOS seven and eight that has moved the Mac a little towards the iOS. I think so they're better at communicating it. with each other, but they're still very unique devices in in their usability. Yeah. But here's what I think: uh, the biggest drawbacks to moving towards using an iOS device, and let's be honest, when we say that, we mean an iPad because the iPhones are just too small. Even my 6 Plus that's still on order, still hasn't shipped. Um, multitasking. Oh, I got mine. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, on, on my laptop right now, I've got five different tabs open <laughs> in uh, Chrome in the background. I've got GarageBand running in the forefront, but in the background, I also have Skype running, and I can see the chat you can't do any of this kind of stuff on an iPad. You just can't. Yeah, but that's that's because iOS is designed deliberately not to let you do that. It's not that it can't. It's just that they've locked the system down so it doesn't do multitasking more than one app at a time. Which means that, that that's why I don't think they're they're going to merge anytime soon. But in in no, the future, a, they, may, they may change that. Well, in the future, yeah. if, if the iPad could do oh, everything Bob, I can do on my Mac... They're already going to two gigabytes. Right, the, and that's the thing about this is a, a three-core two gigabyte ipad now what does that do practically nothing because none of the apps can take advantage of it because apple won't allow any app developer to write an app specifically for this ipad to take advantage of that you still have to you got to write it to the os in other words okay if you're going to be ios specific ios 8 specific uh then that goes all the way back to what the ipad 3 
So their mm-hmm. apps have to be uh, compatible yeah. with an iPad 3, so it cannot take advantage of the new hardware. That's where I see no, problems. No, 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 that's not, now hang on, that's not true. As a developer, that's not exactly right. You sometimes have to leave features out, and features have to go away. So if you want your app to be compatible all the way back, you either have to add code that handles the problem, or you simply say this is an iOS 8-only app. And so if you want to handle the new hardware, you, you basically have to have features that do it. I think what you'll see is new iPads going forward, will, the memory is going to go up, and at some point you're going to get real multitasking. And to get real multitasking, you have to have a split window. You have to. Well, you're probably going to get that as well. That's so, that's so missing so far. Just, well, I think that this know, iPad is going to be the first one. I think the next version of iOS, as well as the phones and the tablets, are all going to support it. And the only backwards compatibility you're going to get when it comes to split windows is this iPad, because this is the one that has two gigabytes, and this is right. the one that has uh, three core. So this one will support it. Anything else be below this one won't. But it, I also right. find it kind of interesting that, you know, when they came out with the uh, the small iPad, the iPad Mini, it was basically an iPad two, right? Correct. And then the next generation, the second one was pretty much on par with the current generation of full-size iPads. They, they had the same processor, same RAM. It was The only difference is you got a smaller screen. That was it. Yep. That's not true now. The new iPad Air is twice the machine as the new iPad Mini. It really is. Twice the RAM. It's got another core. It's so blazing fast. Um, they, they split that again. But, he, but I'm, I'm starting to wonder, though, not surprising. Does, do, I'm not so well. I think the full size mini or the full size iPad should be, you know, the step up. I, I think if you're going to get the bigger screen, then you should get more than just a bigger screen. And well, I don't. For a short while in development, Tim, the supporting multiple screens was a headache for. Mm-hmm. I mean, multiple sizes was a headache for developers. Right. And the Xcode tools have gotten so much better now. Resolution if you use independence. The, if you use the. Well, yeah. If you if you use the tool correctly, you get mostly re- independence. There are some things you still may have to be careful of, but it's much much easier now than it used to be. And Apple's going to so and, now we can support. And going forward, I think Apple's going to get really strict with developers. You're going to have to use it, or your app's going to get rejected. I think yeah. that's going to happen. And Apple's ha- they kind of have to do that, don't they? Or they run it in compatibility. Yeah, so. You know, you you say. It runs full screen, and that's all you get, right? Yeah. Or you just say it doesn't work that way. But yes, at some point, Apple will say, I mean, I'm still surprised with the latest Xcode I can build for 5.1. It still surprises me. Uh, I expect 5 and 6 will disappear. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Um, at some point. So, and you'll just say you have to be 6 or better or something. So really, you know, David, honestly, all kidding aside, if you are thinking about updating... Man, this thing is it's really nice. I'm very, very uh, impressed. My, my brother is going out to the States this weekend, and I've asked him to pick me one up. So <laughs> I've basically ignored your recommendations. As far as, as far as I'm concerned, for, bearing in mind I can sell my existing 128 gig air, so my actual cost to change is not going to be particularly expensive. Um, I think that cost change is worthwhile for me to get Touch ID and those uh, very much faster specs well, on the inside. Oh, and you're so running an eye to get that machine. The one I've got? Uh, I think yeah. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. I'm I think just trying it, to go to the store right now. But yeah, I think Netflix. it's five ninety nine, four ninety nine. That's the retail uh, price of it. It's, I don't. It's, it's uh, not up in price then, right? It's expensive. No, no, no. It's no, the same, it's price, the same price, price. Previous one. 
Is it the same price? Yeah. I thought that was $100. No, man. no. Uh, in fact, the only price difference I see in any of the Apple products lately is that the iPad mini went down $100 for the entry level. Yeah. Which kind of surprised me because and if you remember dropped, right. And they dropped the 32 gig here too, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. So 16, 16, 16, 16 why, why didn't they just drop the 16 Man, and start we, we talked about that why a couple weeks a, ago. It, it makes no sorry, sense. Sorry, it, it bothers me. It does it me no too. It does me. I would never steer anybody towards a 16 gig iPad. No. But they that being done said. 32, 64, and 128. That started with now, 16. Now you're on an iPad 2, correct, Owen? I have a 2 and a 3. Okay, so you got a 2 and a 3. I went from a, a 3. To this one, which ostensibly is what the six at this point, six or seven, yeah. I forget. Uh, regardless, I uh, look. I, I worked in. Well, my two is dead. My two is dead. Yeah, because, because I you put updated iOS it. eight on it. Right, and you can't go that backwards. Was, you can go backwards mistake. with and that. You can't, no, you can't now. Apple stopped signing the seven point X. Yeah, there's uh, ways you can do it. If you look in the in the gray market, you'll find uh, ways to do it. I can crack it. I can do yeah. it with. I can do it with. I can jailbreak it. And why not? If it's back. just sitting no, there, anyways. There are there are there are people who have signed, um, or, or have have services that will sign a download for well, I've been you. Try- there, if there if you can find that. one, send it to me. I spent about four hours yesterday trying to find one, even in the hacker community, and everybody said, "Oh, you have to jailbreak now." Right. And at this point, which you I might may do well. anyway, since I mean, I'm not using it. Right. It's it's a dead piece of hardware. But yeah, the, what I was getting at was, you know, I, I worked in an Apple specialist for three and a half years when the new devices came out, the new form factor. So it shouldn't have really taken me by surprise, but it's quite different when you're in a store and you're showing it to people compared to when you have it in your home and you're using it every day. It is significantly smaller than an iPad 3. The screen it's size is exactly the same, but it's significantly smaller. It's thinner. It's not as wide. Oh, it's just, it's so nice. The air is amazing. And, and I think over time you'll see that the screen's going to get closer and closer and closer to the edge. Well, it's already yeah, laminated. That, that, yeah, I know, but I'm saying that area around the edge is getting thinner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, but you can't have it too thin because you still have to have a place for your thumb. I mean, no, as no, it is right edge, now. The ends, the ends, we agree. It's the edges, the, the long edges are getting thinner and thinner. Oh, thinner. yeah. They can only go so, I mean, unless they get into nanotechnology, there's only so much they can do in thinness. It's pretty impressive, though. Yeah. Oh, it's, it it, it really is when you're holding it, you really do marvel that this is, it's just so elegant. And Apple is so good at the aesthetics and the build quality of these devices that they're coming out with now. The same thing is true with the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus. Uh, the new laptops, the, the new iMacs. I mean, they're just... I just have one question for you, Tim. Yeah? Can you bend it? <laughs> yes. I absolutely can. And when I leave it in my back pocket, I've back noticed. Po- <laughs> <laughs> it's, you got those dungarees uh, on, and you put right. them in the front, and bend over. Bend over. Um, yeah. It's, a, it's, careful, it's yeah. a great device. I'm really, really happy with it. Uh, I, But, of course... I, I'm still dying to get my iPhone 6. I'm just, uh, you know, ne- next week I'm in L.A. It would have been really nice to have an iPhone 6 Plus with that big display in my rental car in L.A. That would have been awesome. Yeah. The week after that, I'm in New York where it doesn't matter because I'm taking a cab everywhere. But then the week after Uber, that, Uber. I am back here. I'm back in L.A. And I have a feeling that it's going to show up on my last day in L.A., 
and then I'm done traveling until January when I go to CES and uh, I Vegas. I guess you just have to sell it then. I have to sell it. What the, there's no point at that point. <laughs> so I, I just took delivery my uh, my iPhone six today. Oh, did you? How do you like it? Uh, I, I it's really I've not had ch- much chance to use it yet, but I, I really like it. It's amazing how much diff- how much bigger this screen is. Even on the regular oh, yeah. six or on the six plus, I mean, you you kind of look at it and you if you actually put the iPhone 5s over the top of it, you think, oh, it's only not really very much bigger, but the screen is substantially bigger. It it's, is bigger. It's very I was nice. surprised. Yeah. I was surprised yeah. at how much bigger it was. Yeah. The only the only disappointing thing is I'm looking at many of my apps don't seem to have been updated to reflect the screen, so they kind of look large and slightly odd um, because they all they do is basically scale themselves up to yeah. to fit the new screen but, but that'll, uh, that'll but no, be fixed soon enough i mean yeah. if it's an app that you're using a lot chances are it's a popular app and they're going to update yeah. it i've already seen what's uh, yeah. tons of what? updates to ios apps since ios 8 came out i mean every day there was a literally bunch coming out before the phone came out i saw a bunch of ios 8 right updates queued up it was really amazing you know i go into my itunes because i still sync mine to my uh my mac i just i feel I better that way and plus it's so much faster to download stuff on my mac yep. and transfer it over but i'm seeing every day still 10 uh, 8 to 12 apps every single day an update yeah what, what I find amazing about it is the screen. I mean, the screen quality is having it. I mean, this is something else. Yeah. If you put it on virtually on its side so you can barely see anything, there is there is basically no LCD uh, distortion at all. You know how, how normally you put an LCD on the side, it kind of fades out because the yep. viewing angles aren't very good? This just basically virtually has a 180-degree viewing angle. It it kind of looks like <clears throat> a prop from, from the Star Trek series. Yeah. <laughs> and it really does because it looks like it's – it's some kind of projection on the screen. Um, and, of course, it's not. It's a proper LCD. It really is quite amazing. It's a very, very nice phone. The, the new kind of Biggest disappointment for me, David, biggest disappointment for me when I got to go on the set of Deep Space Nine and they handed me one of those pads, right, yeah. that they use, and I held wood. it in my hand and realized it, it's just a piece of wood, yeah, with a green piece <laughs> on the front. Well, they had two. They had some you can leave on the table that had just pictures on them, and the rest of them had a green screen. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you put it on. This is really disappointing. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. I bet you're upset, what you mean. upset yeah. when you found the. Were you upset when you found the phases don't work either? <laughs> yeah, I was. Terrible. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. The set. You mean DS9 isn't a real thing? Isn't a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's weird? That, and I never realized it watching the show. The second floor is done in forced perspective, so it's smaller. So when so you can't stand up there except in one place. Hmm. The rest of it is all <laughs> tiny, and then everything that looked like it was metal was made of wood. And it was like, th- talk about taking the magic out of something. You, you you never ever ever want to go on the set of a program you like. Just don't do it. It just t- it, the magic goes away. When uh, when we uh, stop recording, don't hang up real quick, guys, because I'll tell you where I'm. Something I I get to see next week, um, which okay. I can't talk about in public yet. Um, Last thing from me. Oh, now everybody wants to know. I, well, I could probably talk about it the next time we record. It just won't be. I, I won't be here next week. I'll be uh, in L.A. Uh, but we will record the following episode. So that would be 186. I'll be back for. But we're going to record that one early. And probably 187 oh, as well. 186 to hear about Tim's secret trip. Yeah, I'll probably forget Sunday, by then. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, one of the things that I did. Oh, and you remember, and, and David. I had my arcade machine hooked up to my big TV. Yes. But unfortunately, where it was stationed, it was blocking half my classic arcade consoles. I picked up a used, uh, what, who is, what is this? Uh, 
a used Magnavox TV. It's a uh, 32 inch, right? Flat screen. Flat LCD? screen. Yeah, LCD for uh, yeah. 60 bucks. <laughs> wow. And it works great. I mean, it's yeah. it's got a great picture. It's super light. I mean, so I went on Amazon and got a wall mount for it. But I got one that doesn't just, you know, uh, rotate. I got one that pivots. So now yeah. I've got it. my arcade's on the opposite side of the room. It's actually right next to my desk now, which, as it should be. Um, and I can rotate my screen <laughs> and I can play Pac-Man or Miss Pac-Man in the correct, you know, the long way, but yeah. at 32 inches. So actually cool. it doesn't quite go to 32 inches, but, uh, yeah. wow. I'm, I'm very impressed with it now. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> so, so, so to, on a similar vein, we, uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was my son's birthday and we decided he was 12, that he was of an age now where rather than him buying more games for the Wii, maybe he li- might like to play some Xbox 360. So we moved my Xbox from my office. Left to for the dead. Here room. we come. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so we moved baby. it to the living room. We've, we've set it up. We've set it up in the far in the living room. Um, and uh, he's really pleased with it, and you know we caught some headphones on it, and I'm pleased too because it means I get to play more Xbox because it's I don't have to hide away in the office when yeah, I want to play. Yeah, it's right there. Uh, but to to set it up, we we don't didn't have a spare TV, so I dug out from my my electronic stores this uh, twenty I think it's a twenty two or twenty four inch um, flat screen artist quality kind of high end graphics CRT monitor that I got a part of a clearance of some Mac stuff about probably about a year ago. So this is the, this has a, it's a, it's a CRT, but it's a professional grade NEC CRT monitor. It has all the inputs on the back. It has a completely flat screen on the front. This thing is a beast, but it looks amazing. It's great for video games because uh, on a console, because there's obviously there's no bleed, there's no refresh issues. There's no um, smearing from pixelation or anything like that because it's a CRT. Uh, well, I mean, it'll, it's it's a multi-sync monitor. It'll go up, uh, so I've got it cranked up at 1080p, and um, it's it's fine. It copes with that fine because it's used to be. It, these are the sort of things that use. Who makes it? The Skype bug beat him a little bit right there. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, Skype the thing is, this, yeah. So the the thing is, though, it's a CRT. This thing is enormously heavy. It's <laughs> not actually too deep, and I noticed last night. It, David? It's, it's an NEC multi-sync uh, graphics yeah, see, I monitor. used to have that. 25 inch, right? Or something like that? Yeah, something something like that. It's a big one. Big I think I used one. to have that yeah, monitor. Yeah. yeah. The thing weighs so, like 70 uh, yeah. pounds. Oh, I know. And, and I noticed this, this uh, yesterday evening that we have it set on a kind of a, a, a sideboard with, with drawers in it in the living room. I noticed that this thing, the sideboard is, is big, heavy beech wood. And it must be probably four feet wide. It's starting to bow in the middle of the way. It's, it's bending. It's bending. It's bending. <laughs> Again. All the all the drawers. <laughs> if you pull them out, they all stick because the whole thing is bowing in the middle for the weight. And I'm thinking, oh, that that can't stay there. <laughs> well, yeah, you got. Well, I have to tell you, there's there's a reason for the. You got I like a fat twelve year old sitting on top like of it that. right now. Yeah. Well, no, but I used to love those old televisions. I knew no one was ever going to steal my Sony, you know, twenty seven inch CRT TV because there's no way they could ever carry it down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. That was the, that was, the that was the benefit of having that old heavy gear nowadays. I mean, this right. this TV I just picked up for sixty bucks. I mean, 
it, it weighs it, it really is <laughs> it, it's nothing uh actually i picked up no you know what i take that back uh, i paid 75 for it and the used tv that i picked up like three weeks ago was 60 bucks that we have in the kitchen and that one's a for i'm gonna say 40 inch wow yeah it's uh, it's deals that i keep finding Woot, on by facebook the way, if you look at woot they go on sale all the time on woot yeah but not this cheap yeah, I've seen the, the the 32 inches and the 4 inches. You can get them down. Well, no, not that cheap. You're right. They're they're 150 to 200 dollars. Right, but these were these were used, and uh, you know you take your chance when you get something used. And this one that I've got in in the uh, office here that's hooked up to the arcade didn't come with the remote. She didn't know where the remote was, so I just went on eBay. And remotes are expensive. Yeah, yeah. But I found one. It was brand new. It wasn't a buy it now because I almost anytime I buy on on eBay I usually just check buy it now I I, I hate auctionings and, and bidding I hate that but I just saw one it was dirt cheap I think it was a five bucks or something I forget now um, and I bid on it thinking I'm not going to win it but I bid on it and then I forgot about it and I got a, a notice that I won so I got the remote dirt cheap too and it's brand new it works fine I I put batteries in it and <laughs> so I you know it's now we're getting these deals on different groups on Facebook. So people are, uh, you know, for whatever reason, selling their stuff just dirt um, cheap. With TVs, TVs, people, they are normally upgrading. They want either a larger one or they want a, um, you know, a extra features like smart TV or better resolution, something like that. So they are available. The only thing I'd say with flat screens is you've got to watch because sometimes people are selling because the LCDs at the, uh, the backlights on the way out, or yeah, no problems some, with this one. There's some, yeah, or there's some dark patches. It's a 720p, screen, right? Like that. Yeah, this one's a 720p. But yeah, I, I mean, remember, I'm right I'm now, hooking... there's a Magnavox for $75 on uh, on eBay right now. But you remember, you know? I'm hooking it up to an arcade for. 80s and yeah, 90s no, games, it. so it's fine. Right. That makes a whole lot of sense. Well, if if the uh, if the resolution on on the game is like 120p, you're, right. you're doing well. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 think about this: the one that I got for the kitchen is 1080p, is a 40 inch, and I paid 60 bucks for that. Yeah, I know that's pretty amazing. It's <laughs> you just can't you can't pass yeah, it here's, like that. Here's a here's a 24 inch 1080p Samsung 125. That's not bad. You know, I mean, you can buy them. You can buy them. They're there. You know, just and you can use all thing. these because, for yeah, because, a secondary monitor as well. Exactly. Yeah, because the uh, yeah. because you can buy all these cheap kind of Chinese new ones for around about hundred fifty dollars. That what that's doing is that's really depressing the used market. So yes. you can you can barely not give these things away. Yeah. Well, they cannot give them away to me because these are two good deals and I couldn't pass up. Yeah. And, uh, wow. We upgrade the Wish one. Wish I had known, Tim. I would have sold. Send you my old ones. I I gave them to the Goodwill. <laughs> the uh, the one we I, I we put in the kitchen you. was a replacement for a 19 right. inch color that was, uh, you know, a CRT, but it was. Uh, you turn it on and you have to basically turn the volume down for the first five minutes because it's going. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't. So, so, it wasn't so how, good. Do you fit, how do you fit a 14 inch TV into your kitchen? We got a pretty big kitchen. Wow. And I'm going to get a. I think you have we're, a 40 inch. 40. You said four zero. 40 yes, inch. 40 inch. Uh, you do I, have a big kitchen. I do. But, you know, it, it's if I sitting to do on. That, I have to put it on the ceiling. Right. It, it, it's <laughs> it's on something right now. I think eventually we're going to mount it on a wall. Yeah. Um, because the cable box is in there, too. And it just. It, the cable box where it's at in front of the TV, because it's a little bit thick, so I can't slide it underneath. 
kind of looks like crap, so we're going to have to mount something. Correct. I don't know. You can get rid of the wires. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's that was my big thing between the, cool. the my trips, buying a cheap TV and mounting it on the wall and rotating it. The rotation. Well, see, I'm laughing, cool. Tim, because I, I don't have a wall in my kitchen that doesn't have a cabinet on it, so I don't know what wall I would mount it on anyway. Yeah, that's kind <laughs> so. of a problem. Here, I, I'm... Uh, I just took a picture. I'm going to text it to both of you because we got kind of a group chat going. And uh, you tell me if it's got the Pac-Man screen on it right now. So it is sending right now. You guys should. It's still sending. Okay. You both should get it on your cell phones any second in our little group chat about podcasting. Oh, you're doing a chat and I I message thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's my setup. My my LED just just flashed. So Yeah. Did you get it? Sweet. Very nice. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Now think about the technology okay, we Tim, just used. Tim, I have used. to ask this question. Tim, I have to ask this question. Yep. How many screens are in your house now? Uh, <laughs> are we counting computers or not? Sure. Oh, I don't know. I don't have enough fingers 20? and toes. Now we've only got <laughs> three TVs, uh, four TVs. I've got four two TVs. here in the Sorry. office. We've got one in the living room, which is the good TV. I call it the good TV because it's the biggest and then we've got one of the kitchen. Don't count phones and pads. Four. It's screens. Oh, and, and computers? Five. Unless oh, yeah. you count like, laptops, then we've got like 12. If I'm, if I I'm counting, counting computers, yeah, if I'm counting computers, it's eight for me. Yeah. I but think about, five think, think about the technology we just used. I'm in Michigan, right? Uh, you're in the UK, David. Yep. You're in California, Owen. Right. I took a picture sitting here on this tiny little handheld thing, right? And it's fantastic quality camera, although I'm sitting in kind of a darkened room and that screen is lit up and there's a window right there. So it wasn't the best picture, but you can still see it fine. I clicked two buttons to take the picture and to attach it to uh, the message and hit send, right? So three buttons. And within seconds, you guys can look at that picture. Yep. No, it's awesome. We, we people have got to stop complaining about technology all the time because it's magic, dude. It's just magic. <laughs> it is. I yeah. mean, what what I just did sending that to you is magic. I don't care what anybody so, says. So so let let me finish uh, on on that point. Let me let me just finish on one story about that. So last weekend we went to um, the local university here in Manchester had a kind of a science open day where they all of the uh, the the professors and and their you know teaching assistants and everything for each of their different scientific areas set up these stalls in a big hall where they were talking about their particular areas of research and it was all kind of kid orientated so loads of experiments to do and kids were making you know slime and uh, glow lights and all these sort of different things right so I, I'm there with with my two children one of whom is is 12 and the other one who's five so obviously the 12 year old he's very much into science and uh, he was having a ball uh, and Charlotte my five-year-old she was enjoying herself as well but she wasn't quite as engaged so I, I'm trying to educate her as I'm doing this so you know so um, we're at this stand where they're, they're showing how those glow sticks work you know the ones you, that you break and then they and then you shake a little yeah. bit and sure yeah that's right yeah and they explain the chemical reaction that makes that worth and everything and they actually had some of the chemical um, in a beaker, and then they said, "Look, we'll we'll put this in, we'll put this in a uh, another beaker of, of solution. You'll see the drops as they hit the hit the liquid will start to glow on their own and kind of spread through." And so, 
this teaching assistant, she's kind of just squeezing the, this stuff very slow into the beaker. And I kneel down next to my daughter and I go, I go, look, Charlotte, she's going to put that. And it's going to start glowing. It's going to be light magic. And <laughs> immediately, actually, this woman heard me say that. And she fixed me with a hard stare. And she said to me, it's not magic. It's science. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, I thought, well, there's you, there's you putting it, putting me in my place, lady. And I'm there with that with a chemistry degree as well. So, uh, thank so remember, God you Tim, didn't confuse that, David. <laughs> so, so, so remember, Tim, it's not magic. It's science. It's science. I've got an 80s song for that one too, but I'm going to skip it. <laughs> That's cool. But you know, well, I've got a, I've got a product for you here. Uh, Tim, you have to buy this. It's a Sony 1080p high def projector at Newegg for $170. Yeah, you know, I, that's got to be a typo. Yeah, no, I've seen that one on Newegg. Um, eh, I, I know you're a projection guy. I'm not. Oh, um, I love my projector. Yeah, I watched. I watched the Giants win the other night on my projector. Almost a hundred inch screen. It was wonderful. I watched my Lions on <laughs> Sunday in London. And that was pretty cool. <laughs> I was thinking about you, David, when I was watching that. Yeah, I was no, like, yeah. they're talking about actually having um, having a having, oh, it's just uh, the bulb, isn't it? A game here every week for the whole season in a couple yeah. of years. I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's really hard on a team to the the time difference is such a big deal. I would imagine uh, for pro- it's professional be- athletes and I, the travel I'd and. But you know, I get to see live football, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> it, it was an amazing game. I don't know if uh, how many people in the UK actually watched it. Well, no, the the, the Lions stunk the whole first half. They came back in the <laughs> second half. Check this out, Owen. I don't know if you watched this game or even heard about it. I didn't. The, I didn't. the Lions with four seconds left are in field goal position, right? They right. kicked the field goal, except they ran out of time. They they didn't uh, beat the time clock. So they get a penalty, but they missed the field goal. They missed it. It goes wide right. But there was a penalty on the play, and the, and the, and the game cannot end on a penalty, right? Right, right. And it so was a delay of game penalty. So they get a five-yard penalty. They move back five yards, and this time he nails it right down the middle, and the Lions oh, so won. He, he nailed it. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's so, like, uh, so my, me and the kids were going, yeah! <laughs> but I'm sure they're going to. Someone's going to contest that. Uh, no, you can't. They, it's the rules. I mean, yeah, that's right. I know. That's, that's the way it goes. The reason they want to have um, an NFL game here every week is because that stadium is brand new. Well, f- relatively new. Uh, it replaced wait, wait, wait. the old. Playing an NFL game in in London? Yeah, they're playing yeah. three this year. Actually, the Lions were and, the second and they're, ones. To- and they're talking about in the next couple of years actually playing here every week. Yeah, they're talking season. about uh, a franchise in in the UK. The, the reason the reason for that is that is that effectively they borrowed a hell of a lot of money to rebuild that stadium, yep. and um, the the football and rugby games they play there do not bring in enough money to make the payments. So they really need the money, which is why they want an NFL franchise. And the NFL when, is selling when, out eighty thousand people in that yeah. stadium, Owen. So it it, it outsells- this surprises me because so I went to a football game the last time I was in London, a, a real. In, you know, London-based football game soccer. and yeah. soccer, soccer, exactly. Game, yeah. I, I was trying to be nice about it. So, and I was blown away by the game. I loved it, and that in like ninety minutes, I was gone. It was done. You, we were over. Yeah. I, I would imagine you guys would be bored stiff in a football game, given the speed uh, of it compared to soccer. 
it's it's uh, it's it's something that's very popular here. But the thing is, is that our national team, when when England play football at Wembley Stadium, they're getting crowds around fifty five, sixty thousand. Whereas that's NFL impressive. plays there, well, NFL plays there, and they get eighty thousand. It's a much bigger crowd. Ah, so that's amazing. I'm just <laughs> yeah. I'm absolutely surprised by it. But I guess because it's different, right? I, yeah, I, I think it's different. In some of it, I, you know. But here's the thing, David. Most of the people in that stadium, you guys don't really get the nuance of the rules and really what's going on. I mean, it's such – if you don't grow up with perf- American football, it's, it's, hard. it's so hard. It's so difficult. It's hard to catch up. Well, when yeah, you really I mean, realize I mean, yeah. it's war, it's offense and yeah, defense. Don't, yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, when I watch fo- football and, – and I spent some time in the States growing up, but I, I don't – you know, I, I know guys who've seen it day in day out can recognize plays and they can recognize the kind of the style of play and everything yeah, a lot coverages of that, yes, and sure uh, a lot of that is lost on us absolutely but you um, guys will get it and I, I mean yeah but and, and to be honest with you i've always found that watching american football i find it much easier to watch on tv than actually live because it's much easier to miss things when you're actually there oh, yeah, at the stadium. no question um but and you they know, explain it yeah well even if you don't <laughs> listen to the commentary though owen uh, it, it's especially nowadays with high def and everything you're exactly on the play. The camera's always following where the ball right. is. Right. I mean, yeah, the, yeah. the best seat for any football game is on your couch. And that's a big problem for stadium owners because, you know, if you're used to watching it at home on a 1080p 50-inch screen, and then, you you know what, we're going to actually go to the stadium and enjoy it. And the atmosphere is different. You're surrounded by a bunch of friends and, or uh, fans, and they're tiny little players on the ground. You can't follow anything. Yeah. You don't know what's oh, know. going on. Now, so everybody in the stadium is watching the big monitors in the stadium. And I yeah. miss those damn yellow lines. You know, it's like. <laughs> yeah, was that a first <laughs> the time? Best invention know. in TV ever. Ever. Was to be able to put that first down line on the. On the that, was, that was the greatest uh, technology change in TV in a long time. Well, guys, it's been a, a fun podcast. It's been a, a much longer podcast than we we're used to doing. So we do need to wrap this up. I'm going to miss talking to you guys next week. I, I wish you guys a good show. Uh, Tim Clark, get a hold of me, and uh, we'll figure out this uh, Amazon Fire TV thing review because I do want to share it here on the podcast, but it, I can't do anything with it as it is. Uh, I hope you understand. <laughs> uh, for anybody else who wants to contribute to the podcast, you guys want to send us audio, uh, listen to earlier in the show. It's real easy to do. We'll play it right here on TechFan. Remember, the email address is tim at techfanpodcast.com for sharing those files, and I'll get it on the show. And if I'm not on the show, I'll also get it over to David and, and Owen, and uh, we'll get it on. And remember, go to techfanpodcast.com. Follow the links there over to iTunes and write a review of the show. We'd really appreciate it. It helps the metrics. It helps more people find and learn about the show, and we get more listeners, and that makes us happy because that's why we do the show. I mean, other than we enjoy talking to each other, but you guys are listening. That's why we're recording. If nobody was listening, yeah, I'd probably find an excuse to still record something. I, I just enjoy talking to you guys, so it's fun. But uh, Owen, David, thanks for being here uh, this week. I look forward to seeing what you guys or hearing what you guys do next week. And for uh, those two guys, we'll see you in a week. 